Good Up is our space to talk about those experiences in life we didn't know we all had in common. We're the after work happy hour conversation with your best friend. You good up bad, like, hello? The place where you bring up the hard parts of life, the ones that made you laugh, and the things that made you who you are. Because who said becoming good up wasn't a little bit uncomfortable? Stay tuned for more information about this week's episode. Welcome back to another week of the Good Up Podcast. We've been here. Listen, Ayo, we've been here talking so much shit for the last 10 minutes that we have to reset yeah. the clock. <laughs> and be like, Cash this, shit. serious. Dog and the reason shit. we talking shit. shit is because whenever we bring Diamond on this fuck, we don't <laughs> always go off topic. Every time. Why are you blaming me? It's true. No, it's I'm true. Not, you sound like your show. How I even get in it? I ain't even How I even get in this? This is your show, girl. This is no. your show, baby. <laughs> I, ain't bl- I ain't blaming you, but I'm saying this is how the tree of us the uh, this is yeah. this is what what should be expected if you ever see the tree of us in person please know we're gonna be acting a plum fucking fool the because fool because we're the twins and the alternate this is how we act yep okay. we this act the we actual fool when we get right. together <laughs> but you know thank you for for being back for another tuesday obviously you know you don't have a choice, but I like to be courteous and say thank you. You know, thank you for coming, but please know that I expected you to be here. You know, yeah, it, you didn't have an option. Have, right? It's part of you your should. life contract. Does yeah. she even get the email that our guests typically get with the, you know? So yeah, we, like, Diamond different. Uh, the rest of our guests, they get like a full up, like, here's what's going to happen. Y'all are on a media kit. I was like, yeah. Diamond. <laughs> Not y'all, Hey Aiza, because Hey Aiza is so on top of that shit. Like, it's, it's lit. It's the PR in me, you know? Yeah, yeah. Hey Aiza is so got, good at that. I got to use my fucking degree somewhere because God knows. Anyway, <laughs> the topic for tonight, speaking of using my degree. What a good segue. <laughs> oh, you're so good at that shit, girl. Right. My God. Damn. This episode is for the bitches who get our masters. You pay for that masters with our Sally Mae money and you're still you in debt, Period. For those of you who are wondering, well, what the fuck is all of this about? We are talking about this idea that you have to make it in life, that you have to make it by a certain age, that you have yeah. to make it to a certain point, that you have to accomplish certain goals. Um, and we talk about this a lot on the podcast in different topics. So we've touched on it as it relates to marriage um, and how yes. certain people believe that you have to get married by a certain time. Um, we've talked about, you know, we've talked about it in different ways, but tonight we're specifically just like, you know, debating this idea of like, you have to make it in general. Right. So I don't, wh- where do you guys want to start? Like, this is a big topic. Um, I feel like, I feel like for every generation, it looks different. For our parents' generation, it was becoming an attorney or a doctor. You know what I mean? The Huxtables, basically. That's what it was for our parents' generation. For us, it's being millionaires by 25. <laughs> you know what? Or 23. Gen- 23, <laughs> yeah. And that's, shout out to YouTube, right? Because you have people who went on YouTube and sat in front of their cameras and something went viral. And, you know, next thing you know, they were getting sponsorships and boom, watch how I became a millionaire. Girl, that's that's because that was meant for you like good for you i'm so happy for you but it ain't gonna happen for everybody who do it the way you did it sis 
Because so so let me ask y'all this: Who was or what was the first, I guess, way that it was kind of impressed upon you that like you have to make it in this certain way? Like, how did your parents communicate the idea of success to you? What did success to you for you look like to them? Money, money, having money, just and ironically, we never had like our mom make it seem like we have to be uber successful. For her, it was be able to have a sustainable life, have a stable income, mm. um, and be able to like pay for your shit. And I guess that's like a blessing, but also it's not because sometimes it kind of could put you in this loop of underachieving. Like it's not healthy to be an overachiever, but it's also not healthy, healthy to be an underachiever. Like yeah, you still should, yeah, you still should strive for excellence within your realm of capabilities. Okay. I'm going to just, and for anybody who's listening, who might be offended. Okay. I feel like, to be honest, I feel like mother was, her priority was us finding husbands that could support us. Like she wanted us to, cause I can remember times of God, her, I changed my number cause your auntie them who call me talking about, about why you always on the internet talking. It'll be me, you know, it'll be me that'll get caught. No, and no, she, <laughs> my, she definitely didn't tell us go lay on your back, but she, she instilled in us to make sure that we're able to make money or whatever. But it was very important that we had a certain kind of partner. Like, I feel like that was one of the things that she really was pushing is making sure that anybody we end up with is doing very well. You know, she wasn't uh, some go fucking marry Hugh Hefner, you know, but she was like, not with them brokies. You know, like, and it was like, she didn't say like that. Obviously, I'm, <laughs> I'm you kidding, know, right? What? When I was younger, I resented it, but at 30 year old diamond, yeah. quite frankly, <laughs> yeah. shout out to my mama and her lessons. Okay. Yeah, I know that as, I always joke and say that diamond and I were born feminists. We were like in preschool arguing with the boys because we were the Red Ranger and they had the gall to be like, you can't be the Red Ranger, you're a Yo, girl. And I was like, if listen, I, I am the Red Ranger, I get into <laughs> a was the Black Ranger. argument with my cousin one day because we were playing Power Rangers and he was like, I forget, I think I said I wanted to be the Red Ranger first. And he you was know like, why, right? no, you could be pink or yellow. And I said, why the fuck can't I be the Red Ranger? And we know just, it. He caught a Red Ranger as a boy. Bitch, the Red Ranger is also a fictional a fucking character. Like, <laughs> so we, the Red Ranger was, No, so DJ was the Red Ranger because DJ needed to be in charge of everything. And I was the Black Ranger because he only came around for special missions. Like, <laughs> I'm the Black Ranger. I'm not always here. Fuck y'all on these missions. I was but when some real shit happened, I'm the Red Black Ranger. Red Ranger fucking up? energy over here. Yeah, I was the Red Ranger. And I have gotten in actual fights in preschool because yeah. them little boys were trying to tell me I couldn't be the Red Ranger because I'm a girl. I said I'll be whatever Ranger I want to be. How about that? But in any case, <laughs> um, I remember us being some age we were young though we had to be about 12 maybe and i don't even know how the topic came up but she kind of something came up about like when we're married or what have you you know because it was just assumed that marriage would be a thing that happened in our lives right but in any case she said something like being able to make sure that whatever husband we have if we see something that we really want like say a car um we should be able to call our husband and tell him we want this car and he's like just get it and I remember being like, I would rather just come home with a new car and say, honey, look what I bought. <laughs> like, I remember being a kid and saying that to her. Like, I would rather just come home with my new car and we talk about it when I 
Yeah. Oh. She, yeah. I'm, yeah. So, so it was know, a little skewed. Yeah. It, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, I feel like that's where a lot of the, um, the energy was as far as yeah. the, you know. I think my parents never explicitly communicated, like, this is what I expect of you. And I'm kind of grateful for that because I've heard people say, like, my parents expected me to be a doctor. Like, that was my only career path. Or my parents expected, you know, a certain, like, degree or this and that. Like, my parents really gave us that freedom of, like, you choose to do what you want to do. But there was also that underlying, like, there was a lot of comparisons to other kids in the Virgin Islands and, like, people who used to get arrested or smoke or do drugs. Like, it was always, like, I don't give a fuck what you do. Just don't, just don't do that. Ass don't end up like that. Yeah, like, <laughs> and it, it was fucked up. That was definitely like, our my, mom, though. That was definitely Yeah, our mom. mom did a lot of that, too. Yeah. And it used to feel fucked up. Kyle was like, damn, my friends will smoke weed. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Or like I I low key to smoke weed. I don't know, but you know, it was always like don't have a baby before it's time. Don't have a baby out of wedlock. Like yeah, very much like unspoken. They focus more on what they didn't want us to do versus yeah, like, what, yeah, trying to tell us what to do. Yeah, and and in a way, I'm grateful for it because there wasn't that very obvious pressure to be an overachiever. But I will say the pressure did come from the fact that I was the last born of four kids, two out of the four of which were like excellent fucking students. Like Damn. sister was valedictorian elementary. Our sister was sad. Like I, you know, when, yeah. when you come to elementary and everybody like, Oh yeah, I teach all the Kenyonis kids. Like you better not fuck up. Like, yeah. Being in the, yeah, yeah that, that sounds sucks. like some hell. That sounds awful. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that pre- I, I could remember that's where like the pressure started. Do you feel like the way that you were raised to go after success, to be yeah. overachiever, to be successful, do you think that that still affects you now, despite the fact that you might be doing like healing work and all that stuff? Um, yes, but I think it's in the healthiest version of that it's making sure that at the end of the day, whatever I'm putting my energy into is something that's going to benefit my bloodline. Right. And not even just my bloodline, but the collective, you know, um, I feel like there's a purpose in everything that I do now. Whereas before it was being financially well off by the end of the journey. Whereas now it's like, it's not just about money. It's why it's the why of it all. You know what I mean? It's the money making sure that my descendants don't have to hustle the way I've had to and the way I still continue to. It's making sure that my descendants have the freedom to do more for the community because they're not tied to a nine to five. You know what I mean? So yes, I still am like those things still matter to me, but in a more purposeful way. Whereas before I almost kind of felt like I was blindly just doing something that felt like I was supposed to be doing it. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, I could, I I can agree with that for me. It's definitely doing what makes me happy because for me, all I care about is my sanity at this point in my life. After having some of the life experiences I've had, I just care about having a sustainable life and being sane yes. and just having happiness and re- remembering that because everybody's talking about generational wealth and da, 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 da. But I have to remember that, like, I'm starting from scratch. So the likelihood of me getting the wealth that everybody is chasing after, I probably won't attain the, the mansion and the Lamborghinis and stuff. But I 
want to position myself so my kids can be able to do that. Exactly. But so that's that what my mind is, is now. a form of wealth, Sissy. Like yeah. that's generational wealth. Right. So that's more so where my mind is. Like if I marry somebody and together we can do that, then great. But for me, success is just making sure my children don't have the same struggles that I had if I do have children. But also just maintaining some type of sanity because I re- realized that like a big issue from for our bloodline is like insanity. <laughs> you know what I mean? Honestly, so and that's, that's not that's even success. a joke. Yeah, yeah that is success. Right. If I live the rest of my life just mentally and just overall balanced and stable and comfortable, I feel successful. I don't need to have what I don't need to have commercial success. I just mm. need to be happy centered, balanced, and of sound mind, body, and spirit to go after anything I want. If I want to continue doing makeup, I need to be in the best space to do so. If I want to continue working a standard nine to five, I need to be in the best mental and physical health to do so. Mm -hmm. So that's for me what the success is. And it differs from what I was raised to believe to be success. Yes. I I think up until very, very recently, I was still very much in that like toxic relationship of... I need to achieve this, 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 and that. I need to be on this level. I need to do this. Like, and it honestly, I don't even know what it took for me to like start snapping out of it. I think Mm -hmm. Deidre would refer to this as like a rebirth, but I think that's what I experienced. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, like I said, I grew up feeling this pressure to like be at this certain level in terms of achievement. And if you look back at like, my schooling, everything that I've done in my life, like I've very much always been a person who's like, I need to do X, Y, Z and I need to excel at everything. So academically, extracurricular pageants, like I'm the bitch who was like, no, I win in this fuck. I need to win this fuck. Like that's just always been me. And I think it took for me, it took me getting married, to be honest. Like once I got married, I looked back at my life and I was like, okay, I did everything. I got the two degrees. I made it through most of my 20s while getting pregnant. Like, I'm not a teen mom. I'm not on drugs. Like, I didn't do yeah. all this crazy stuff. I, I'm married now. So, according to my Christian heteronormative parents... You've done I, it all. You're, you're successful. I'm yeah. good. I could stop popping these fucking kids out if I want to, and nobody gonna judge me because I have a husband, you know? Yeah, But then I, I kind of listened and it wasn't even me saying that to myself. I think I started listening to how people were talking to me about like, oh my God, you, you've done it all. Like everything good. And I was listening to them say these things and I was like, but I'm 27. Like if I've done it all, if this is my life, if I've accomplished all these things, everybody's setting out to accomplish. Right. Why do I still feel like, okay, but I said like, <laughs> I don't because you have so much life to live. Yeah. I was like, I don't feel happy. I don't feel fulfilled. I don't like myself. Like Mm. I'm, I'm going through all of these like internal struggles, all those things that you've accomplished, which those are not, they're not, they're, they're not to be minimized. Right. How present were you for all those things? You probably weren't as present in the process of achieving them. You know what I mean? Like, like, you know, when Okay, when we were younger, and I don't know if y'all used to play video games as heavy as me, like, when you play a video game consistently, right, and you play that fuck all day, every day, you don't leave your little PS4, Nintendo, whatever the fuck, and then you finally pop the game, and you feel- And then it's like, shit, yeah. You feel good for, like, three seconds, and you're like, okay, what's next? 
That was yeah. my entire life. It was like, I've I done this it. thing. What's next? What's more fulfilling? What's the next thing I need to go after? Right. A lot of people. And that's why last night when you do your reading and it was like all of the, the whole jack of all trades idea. Yeah. My rebirth was me asking myself, do I do all of these things because I really like to do them and because I'm talented at all these things? Or mm. did I pick up all of this to fill whatever void it is mm. I think I had to be successful, to be like the oh. most successful sibling, the most this, the most that? Like, Damn. listen, I was like, bitch, you need to go to therapy. Like, <laughs> but yeah. it, it honestly was like, and that's why I wanted to talk about this because so many people, so many of my friends, so many people I talk to have me as this like goals passing, right? Like, oh my God. Uh, Such a high functioning individual. Right. And they they (laughs) have my life as this example of what they want to follow or things they want to accomplish. And whenever they say things like that in my head, I'll be like, bitch, if you only know, like... (laughs) how much I don't like myself right now. Not, not right. right now. I'm, I'm, I'm getting to that place of like self-love, but like listening to them say it is like, if you only know, you know? Yeah. No, I could relate to that. I could Damn. like, don't get me wrong. I like myself a lot. I love myself, but I don't like, I don't like the, the, the journey that has been my life. So for yeah. me, I feel a lot of like, why do I always have to start over? It, like, y'all know me. Y'all know me personally. Y'all know my my story. People don't realize, like, for me, I feel like every two years I have to start from scratch. Okay. That's just, that's just yeah. been my story. So for me, I don't like that. That bothers me a lot. And I try to see the bright side of like, thank God I'm not doing this with children. Thank God I'm able to always bounce back. But it starts to create this pessimism inside of me where I'm just like, well, what is even the point of achieving anything? If I'm going to lose it all, I'm going to have to start from scratch and find a new path. So that, so I relate to you in that, like, yeah, you, from the outside, and it's like, oh, my God, she's so great. And she does everything, and she does everything well. But for me, I'm just like, I would like to just have one thing that sticks and one thing that 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 doesn't that I don't lose. Like, I feel like I lose yeah. everything and I you don't know, like it. That's the one thing about my se- myself and my life that I just don't like. And I'd be like, God, what's really tea? Like, what's what the, the reason? What the, what, what was what's the reason? The reason? <laughs> you know, it's so funny you brought that up because that's a big part of why I delayed our move to Georgia because I was talking to my therapist about this, like, yo, I was about to, and granted, we're still going to move, but not as quickly as I wanted to. And I was telling my therapist, I just realized I had to reflect on Dylan's life since he started school. Dylan started school at three, right before Hurricane Maria happened. And so this was his, his intro. I was telling her, I said, his school life has always been unstable. So at three, he started preschool. The school, his first day of school, because obviously we were still living back home. It got pushed back by a week because of Hurricane Irma. And then they finally went to school. And then three days into the the week, we had to close school early because Hurricane Maria was coming. And Hurricane Maria came and obviously that was all canceled, right? And so Dylan and I relocate to New Jersey. And so, you know, he goes to preschool up here and I put him in a preschool near where we were living at the time, which was with my big sister. And then I had to move him to a preschool closer to my job because traffic and, you know, we'd gone through nannies who used to do aftercare and all this shit. And so we moved to our place here in the city we live in. He starts kindergarten. 
And halfway through fucking kindergarten, Pandose hits. So now he has to come home and start doing virtual learning. And then he did all of first grade on the computer. And then I was like, fuck, if I move to Georgia when I want to, then we're looking at halfway through second grade, him moving again. I can't do that to my baby. Like, I was like, we finally have found our footing. We're like chilling. Maybe I need to pump the brakes on this move. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's, it's just been so up and down and so hectic. And I'm like, and it's in his birth chart that that's the life he's going to have. But astrology is like autopilot. Just because it's in your birth chart doesn't mean it has to go that way. You know what I mean? And I'm like, he didn't even really seem that excited when I mentioned the move to Georgia. Like, he's more excited about it now because Diamond lives in Georgia. <laughs> he's like, oh, wait, my Nana is there, bitch. When we go. Let's go. Nana got but a before, pool. What's up, Papa Kong? That, I have a you pool know. on the playground. <laughs> exactly. So before he wasn't that excited. And I had to really, I was kind of reflecting with my therapist. And I was like, yo, like, I think I need to pump the brakes on this move. Because my baby has been through a lot in the last couple of years, you know? Yeah. And you know why what you just brought up is so important? Because for a lot of people who have that idea of success, of accomplishment, of I need to be here by this time. A lot of it comes with a level of like impatience. Mm. It's not even I need it, it's there's always a deadline or uh, I need to do it right now or this needs to this be done like, right tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I think that the the biggest issue with our idea of accomplishment is that one, we set deadlines. That's something that I'm trying to yeah. break away from. We and should have unrealistic back, deadlines because we, we should have deadlines, yeah. right? Yeah. But it'd be unrealistic. Yeah. And I definitely agree with that. Like, Setting deadlines is not a bad thing because sometimes it pushes you to, you know, s- make some actionable like steps and towards the your course, goals, right? Yeah. It makes it less arbitrary. But, like, like a lot of times we just set these deadlines that to us as a person to where we are in life, like they're just, they're not healthy. They're unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Like all they do is, is serve to make us feel like shit when we get there. And we don't, we, we never had a chance of getting there because the deadline was unrealistic. And when we do get yeah. there, that's that there's a cycle of like, you fuck up. You couldn't do this. Like, yep. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's similar to to-do lists. I learned in therapy that my to-do list used to be too long. And that's why I felt like shit all the time. Because I would have this to-do list that was super long and I would only get like half of it done. And then I would feel like a complete failure. And my therapist was like, just put three things on your to-do list. And then once they're checked off, add something else. And then when that's checked off, you add something else as opposed to putting 10 things on your list and only getting six done and feeling like garbage. And I was like, Duh. I never thought about it like that. You know what I mean? And it's been working out. It's been working wonders for me, you know, and I feel better about myself, you know? Um, and even, like some days I get a ton done and then some days I get, enough done you know what i mean and regardless i feel good about myself and that's the objective there and some days i don't get shit done some days my emotions require me to take a step back you know what i mean and even that i feel like that's the success that we should be striving for is having the freedom to listen to your emotions and say you know what i need to take a day and for y'all that work ghetto ass corporate jobs they most likely have mental health days use your mental health days please it's sick days that are specifically for your mental health. Use your benefits, y'all. Please use yeah. your benefits. Please use so, your benefits. So question for both of you. 
what is one goal that you either had in the past or recently that had an unrealistic deadline? And did you manage to achieve the goal or like what ended up happening with that? And what does that look like now? So think back to like when you were younger, what your expectation for yourself was. Like, like a kid younger or like young adult that thought it, it would be it done. Could be, it could be any age. I think the first thing that comes to mind was, especially once I had, like once I knew I was pregnant with Dylan, I had a goal of being a homeowner by the time he entered kindergarten. I was like, I want to own a house by the time he starts kindergarten, right? I mean, obviously a lot of things got in the way of that, right? So I guess that wasn't too unrealistic, but low key it was because home ownership is a journey that I, even when I think about what my financial situation was like when I found out I was pregnant with Dylan, Owning a home by the time he would be in kindergarten would still be very um like a bit of a stretch for where I was financially and where I was, you know, in general back home. Obviously, you know, our uprooting and all that shit changed. But even now, I still don't own a home. And low key, I'm not in a rush to own a home. And I know this sounds bananas, bananas, but the only reason why I know at some point I'll buy a home is to leave behind to Dylan. Otherwise, I have no interest in owning a home. I personally would rather pay rent and have whoever owns this motherfucker come fix the water heater and come fix the fucking shutters. I have no interest in owning property. Like, I would rather invest right. in art. I would rather invest in stocks and bonds or whatever other shit, invest in businesses and shit. But home ownership is just... It's not something that I'm pressed about. I'd rather live in a fucking, um, in a beautiful house that I rent. And I know that sounds bananas to some, but I'm one of them people who's not pressed to own a house at the time. Yeah. Once I, you know, found out I was becoming somebody's mama, I was like, okay, I guess I got to buy a house or whatever. So, you know, right. I think for me that the, the goal that I had when I was younger, that was not unrealistic, but that I'm just, that is not what I thought would, was definitely like, my plans for like marriage and motherhood. So when I was younger, it was the idea of me being single at 30 with no children was like, it wasn't even a thing in my mind at like in my early twenties by 30, I would be a wife and mother. Cool. And j that's just because that's just the timeline that has always been set. Right. Society, yeah. like mm -hmm. based in society, but also because of the serial dating that I was doing. Like I spent most of my twenties in some form of a monogamous relationship. And I'm one of those losers who like, when I'm dating somebody, that's my forever man. And that's it <laughs> until we follow. This is just who I'm spending the rest of my life with. So if I think of the, like the few relationships I was in at th that time, in my mind at that time, me and this person would be married. And at the age of 30, I would probably be on my, like my second child. So now that I'm here, I'm just like, first of all, 30 is still young. Secondly, life is, life is a scam. So really, it really life is. is. Life, life is, is a scam. scam. Literal life scam. Life is a scam. So that's definitely the, the first thing that comes to mind of the different goals and stuff I've had, different ambitions. Um, it would be that, that didn't come to fruition. And that, I won't say that I'm not pressed about, but it's definitely something I have to put thought into because it's like, I, I, I'm closer to that geriatric pregnancy age than anything. So I have to make the decision on whether I want to be a mother or not. Being a wife is still use that term geriatric. I mean, it is what it is. You know what I mean? But for me, I, I put a lot of thought into like, 
okay, do I still want to be someone's mother? Do I still want to put my body through pregnancy and put, you know, put another human's life in my hands? Or do I want to just continue to live a life where I'm the only human that I'm obligated to until I get married? (laughs) You know what I mean? If I get married. You know, if you do go down that path of, you know, making children, which is very ghetto, I might add. Um, Girl, I'm sh- I know. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Y'all know I love being that child's mama. But <laughs> I'm going to share something funny. I don't even know how I came across this because I don't even fuck with the Kardashians. But somehow I was up in the middle of the night and it was probably so you could hear about this. I was up in the middle of the night watching a Kim Kardashian interview. And she said that her father always told them not to have children until they were in their 30s, preferably their mid 30s. And he said specifically because you you're you don't you're not going to want your children to know the version of you that you were in your 20s and i said well that if that wasn't a word i don't know what was i'm done episode done yeah, I when done, I needed that. I feel so I much sh- better. Oh my god, I'm yeah, mama. yeah, because even when I reflect on my 20s, I'm like, that boy I was a hot mess. That, yeah, I was a mess, and Dylan literally saved my life. Like, I'm like, you know, um, and so him just, you know, her, and even she said, she said she's so grateful that she took that advice. And she even said, the four children that I have. I'm so glad I had them in my 30s because I definitely would not have wanted them to meet me when I was in my 20s. And I was like. I needed that. Damn. So I definitely just feel like I'm sometimes some days I'm just like, Diamond, you still have time. It's no rush. You you're going to meet you your wonderful man and you're going to be able to be a great wife to him and give him a bunch of babies. And then other days I'm just like, bitch, you finna be a cool girl with no children and no husband and you're going to be fucking young dudes. <laughs> like, sometimes I want to be a, a super mama to young and dudes. That's but I, but, but and that's fine too. But that's fine too. Either like, way, my life is going to be great. Yeah. And you can still apply that same mindset, which, you know, that advice that Kim's dad gave to her, like you can apply that to marriage. Everybody think that I's fucking goals because like I got married and I got my man and I this and that like, but nobody wants to acknowledge the six years of like shit that me and Steven had to go through to get to the point where we could realistically get married and be good partners, partners to one another. Like, you know, what makes me yeah no like you that needed to be said but you know what makes me feel good about the fact that i'm not married and i'm not a mother is because like i saw a meme recently that said would you date you right and honestly i wouldn't no in my 20s or even currently if i met a man right now who has the exact life that i have i wouldn't date him so for me that makes me feel better about being single because i don't want to give this version of myself to another human I want mm-hmm. to I want to be with somebody when I'm my best self. And right yeah. now I, I feel fine saying I'm not my best self right and now. And honestly, you owe it to yourself and to your future partner to be the best possible version of you that you can mm-hmm. be when you get Absolutely. to the point of marriage. Exactly. And it's because not only can't you love a person the right way if you are not walking on yourself and, and the best version of yourself that you can be, you can't fucking receive nobody love realistically if you really are and truly fucked up, unhealed, not ready version of yourself. Like, Listen. when I was, and this is my realist, unrealistic goal, when I was a teenager, I had it in my head that 25-year-old hair is I was going to be married and ready to have kids. And it was because in my head, that's what my parents expected of me was to get married. My sister had had my niece at 25. She was unmarried and my parents did not react well to it. And in my head, I was like, well, I don't want them to 
treat me like that. Like, I guess I got to get married by 25. Like, yeah. Mind you, I wasn't even sure that I actually wanted children. And as y'all can see now, ain't no fucking kids around here. Ain't no children. Kids. I mean, you have exactly. two children in there. Don't disrespect Ruan. <laughs> Don't disrespect Ruan. Don't Dash. disrespect Dash and Ru like that. The amount of times I had to pause this fucking podcast to spray wild after that in my eye is still defending them bitches. Like, anyway, <laughs> I don't get no rights in this house. <laughs> Liz, she says she don't have children. I, man, let me call, let me call Peter real quick because this right. is a mess. <laughs> Listen, I love my little badass for kids, but fuck them human kids. But no, like, yeah. I had it in my head. You gonna be married with kids by this day, right? 25-year-old, hey, Isa. Was it's depressed. a no dog. Oh, 25-year-old Heiza was not dating Steven because she didn't know what the fuck she wanted with her life, who she was. Mm-hmm. She hadn't, she felt like she hadn't accomplished anything yet. Mm-hmm. And if we're being transparently honest, trigger warning to those of you who are listening, 25 was when I wanted to kill myself. Mm. So imagine yeah. if I had stuck like, like I'll, you know, all else fails. I need to be married with kids by this yeah. age. Imagine if you would have. Imagine if you put struggling. that on your children. Yeah, it's a lot. Like and that's the thing. I feel like for me to be a, a great mother and and wife, I have to wake up every day happy with everything that's going on. Like I have to wake up and not be like, oh god, this again. <laughs> you know, and yeah. It's true. Happiness, no, go ahead. Happiness has no. to be enough. Yeah. And and and, yes. and I Ooh, and I know it's that's possible. A good one. Yeah, happiness has to be enough. Love has to be enough. Right now, the diamond that I am right now, love is not enough. If you're yeah. asking me, Papa, put a man tomorrow, please understand that it's an arrangement. <laughs> okay. Ooh, I am fun. not trolling y'all. If y'all, if I pop up tomorrow being somebody's woman, just know that we agreed. To just some, like, this is mutually beneficial to us because X, Y, Z, and that's it. And I'm in therapy and I'm trying to figure out my life because right now, emotionally, I have to come to terms with the fact that I'm not even emotionally available for a partner. So how could I even expect a partner who's emotionally available for me? But you being able to say that, that in of itself is a form of success because you are not wasting your time or somebody else's time right you know what i mean somebody on hinge i I decided to download hinge and this one guy that i exchanged numbers with i mean when i say he was a champion with the good morning beautiful text and he really wanted to meet me and go out grand Grand rising queen grand rising queen (laughs) like he was a champion and i just felt bad and after like a week I had to let him know, like, you know what? Honestly, you seem like you would be a great guy to, like, explore dating with. But I'm just not in a space. I I cannot do this. Like, I don't want to waste any more of your time. And that was the first time, because Deidre knows, I'm trying to learn how to confront things. I'm not a confrontational person. I don't know how to confront things that make me uncomfortable. But I had to let that man know to stop wasting his time. Because mm-hmm. there was nothing about him that I wanted to explore. And I'm, like, every day, I used to just be like... Damn. I don't even, I, I have to, I have to drag myself out of bed just to wash my ass. I do not have it in me to ask you how your day was. I don't have it yeah. in me to look nice, to be in your company. To, I don't have any of it right now. So like, yeah. let me just stop wasting your time, Papa. You don't want to date me. You know what else I've realized about all of these goals that we set for ourselves is that like, like I was saying earlier, like happiness is never enough for us. Mm. 
Like, we think that if we put all of these little goals in our basket and we get to carry our basket around, like, oh, I'm happy because I accomplished everything I set out to do. But, like, I going to use Beyonce as an... We use Beyonce as an example a lot on this podcast. We, we, Beyonce we, we, with everything. What other example could we possibly use? Right. Whoopi I mean, Goldberg. She, she's an egot. She, <laughs> yeah, she's... Whoopi Goldberg yeah. is also the queen. But Notice the how black women it. just run the world. Sorry, right. hey, I said period. Period. <laughs> But the reason I'm using Beyonce as an example is because she just celebrated her 40th and a fan of hers made this video where when she turned 30, she did this interview where she said she listed everything she said to accomplish. Right. And they showed this compilation of like literally everything she did hitting every mark. Right. But the biggest thing, and I don't know if y'all noticed, the one thing that she smiled the most about, the, the one challenge. thing she had looked is when she said, I want to be happy with my family. I want to feel like, and then she said, and I want to continue making music if it still makes me happy when I, when that time comes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not saying Beyonce perfect. I'm not saying she did it the right way, but she has always been a person who stands out to me because of the way that she prioritizes her peace, her well-being and her happiness. Beyonce is one of the most celebrated human beings in this fucking world. She has accomplished so much and still a goal for her was her peace and her happiness. Like you could have given her awards in the world and she still wanted that. So ask yourself. And the thing is, She's been able to accomplish all of that because she prioritized her peace and happiness. Because she prioritizes being in a space of peace, she's yep. able to do all the extra shit. And that's why I prioritize self-care and just like self and like a- prioritizing yourself. But earlier, I was bitching and complaining about how awful being a single mother is, but I also had such a good day because I am happy with my life. I'm like, yo, first of all, everything that currently exists in my life, I wished for. I wished for the life that I currently have. And I'm like, well, bitch, if you manifested this, what else can you manifest? You know what I mean? Like being able to be at home and get work done and still take care of my home and everything my child needed was done. And I was the one that was able to do it because that was something that I really wanted to be able to do is be present for him and not be too tired to take care of his needs. You know what I mean? And the fact that, taking him to freaking soccer practice after school did not annoy me because I was tired because I had a long day at work. Like, I'm so grateful that I get to do that. And it's just like those little things. But of course, those are the things that bring me happiness. You know, it's having the bandwidth to do those things, excuse me, for my son and still having the energy to take care of me. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's so necessary. And that's why I'm like, yo, happiness is the, the, that's the biggest flex. You know what I mean? Happiness is the biggest flex. <laughs> like I was having a conversation with my friend the other day, right? And we were talking about, and that's another thing we could talk, we could go on a whole run. We were talking about this idea of influencers, right? And oh. how I used to be so envious of like the conventionally beautiful like influencers and how quick their followings used to grow and how much success they used to get so easily using content strategies that like, I don't mean to brag, but bitch been doing that shit for years. Okay. Yeah. Like, right. Anyway, yeah. like, they've been trying to give you me, but they've been giving hot mess. What's the money? Um, so, period. Um, but anyway, like, we were just talking Let about me grab that a- how. Me- <laughs> <laughs> 
But we we were basically talking about how how envious I used to be of that shit, right? Like how bad I used to get so upset with myself. Like, why can't you find that same success? Like this fucking fair. But what I've also noticed from those conventionally beautiful, like super successful influencer girls is that they're miserable. They're fucking miserable. These are the same girls that are always complaining about who copying them, who jack their shit, who ain't respectful of it. Like, and don't get me wrong. Yeah, I just made a joke about like the fact that I was doing that shit beforehand. But this is every day for some of these girls, right? Damn. Every day. They cannot just be happy with who they are and what they create. And it's not artistic for them. It's this it's, this, it's, their, this it's production yeah it's and then production. don't forget about the pressure to make sure that there's a return on the business's investment because yeah yep. they're making this content but is it being engaged with yeah is it going to result in sales for the business who paid them to look yep. good in their stuff so that's a lot of pressure and, and and don't get me wrong i get it like being an influencer is a completely valid job like i oh hell yeah shit like I get it. You know that I get it. But what I will say is that I have never been happier with the way that I use social media until now because mm-hmm. I allowed myself to step back from that. Like, oh, I got hit this many followers. And, oh, if my post yeah. many likes, like, and I look at girls who are still very much in that cycle and I'm just like, I feel so fucking sorry for you because I know you stress. Like, yeah, it's like, you know, you have to meet this deadline. And this I know point. you stress. You know what's funny? And, you know, I'm going to start talking about my witchy stuff. So bear with me. But I remember when I first left my ghetto ass corporate job and I was like, OK, I'm going to become an influencer. And every time I would do my little manifestations, I would be like, my content makes me money. I would say those affirmations to myself. My content makes me money. Well, I don't have 10,000 followers. I think I only have a little over 2000. But guess what, y'all? My content makes me money. You know how? Because when I go live. My community, they usually hit my little cash app. They little hit my little Venmo. If I go on Clubhouse and start talking about astrology, I get the notifications. Such and such just booked a reading with you. Such and such just booked a reading with you. If I post a client review on my Instagram, I get a notification. Such and such just booked a reading with you. My content makes me money. I just... I really thought that I was going to be out here taking pictures for clients. And no, my content makes me money. And it's the content. There are so many ways to be an influencer and people don't don't realize that. There are so many ways. I didn't even even factor that that in. It's so obvious when you are in that like desperate cycle of like, I need to create this content on it. Like your content suffers when you allow yourself to set unrealistic goals like we were talking about before. But it also suffers because your goal isn't to create something good anyway. Your goal is for, your goal is engagement. Your goal Mm -hmm. is however many more followers you want to gain. Like when you allow yourself to get sucked into that like, let, and and I gonna sound real hippie-ish for saying that when you allow yourself to focus only on the goal and you don't allow yourself to enjoy any part of the journey to get there, mm. like speak on it. Don't, like there's no happiness in that because like how can yep. you embrace everything that's happening, right? Yeah. Like I used to look back at my relationship with my now husband and be like, yeah, like we've been together six years, but one of those years, like we took a gap. And I used to feel bad about it. But looking back, I'm like, yeah, but a year apart from each other, I did so much more for our relationship than the yeah. first 
couple of years we was together. So, you know, at the time, I didn't allow myself to embrace that, like, that was a part of my life that was changing. And like, Diamond, I don't always smile when you to talk about starting over because, yeah, I, I totally get how that fuck frustrating. I do because that was me for a long part of my life, especially because like I would graduate from college, move, finish school, move again. Like I will everywhere all the yeah. time. But your ability to start over has been so beautiful. As much as you've struggled, like you have handled that shit in a way where most bitches would have been like, I give up. I go into the strip club. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> I mean, there are days where I look at my ass and say, "Bitch, you could make some money. You could make the cheeks clap. clap. You could make the cheeks. You have to learn." And shout out to the sex workers because sex walk is real walk. But yeah, no, it's, the, it's it uh, is the word. Y'all know I look not up to hoes. Like, I look up to the hoes. But honestly, if anything, like I want people to leave this episode like. If you ain't gonna do nothing else today, like give yourself some fucking grace. Like, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Stop yes, treating yes, yes, yourself yes. like this little, like, if, if you really, let's say, look at your inner child, right? And you separate them from yourself. Can you picture yourself looking at little you, baby you, and being like, bitch, you, <laughs> you ain't, Get you ain't married. Get your shit together. Like, I'm over here. You ain't did nothing with your life. Look at where I'm at. Right? Like, we are so fucking hard on ourselves. And for what? We living in a goddamn pandulce. Like, the art fucking exploded. Right? Like, shit, why Why are you so hard on yourself? And why do these deadlines not have any kind of flexibility? And since you brought up the inner children, let me tell you the real tea. The reason why people aren't as successful as they want is because they've abandoned their inner child. Because the inner child rules the heart space. The inner child rules creativity. Why are you talking about me? Without that connection to the creativity, you're not creating the life you want. Let me tell you something. And I just was telling a client this today. I said, you are forming more of a connection with your inner child. Think about and it's so funny because these little girls while I was at soccer practice with Dylan I was coloring with somebody's daughters but guess what Charenda call her life how the fuck they want they drew this girl drew a woman in a dress half of her dress had vertical stripes and the other half had horizontal stripes who the fuck gonna check she that's how we supposed to be creating our life we're not supposed to be limiting ourselves that fuck's supposed to be boundless when you are connected to your inner child your imagination runs free you take care of yourself and like beyonce said that happiness keeps everything flowing stop playing yourself okay and start hanging out with your inner child I saw a TikTok the other day that said, when somebody speaks to you in a disrespectful way, your response should be, I feel like you are under the impression that I allow everybody in my life to treat me like this. So I would like for you to think about that. I need Ayo to apply that to your fucking self. Oh, You would never let anybody else walk in the room and be like, you ain't accomplished this. You ain't doing shit. You ain't shit. Why the fuck are you talking like that to yourself? Yes. You know what my motto is? Treat yourself the way you expect an HR manager to treat you. Your HR manager can come one. talk to you crazy. So why are you going to talk to yourself crazy? And you know, it's so funny. And right. this just goes to show who the fuck I am as a person. I always say, if my friend come to me and say that they didn't do something right, I'm not going to sit there and drag my friend and be like, you're dumb bitch. You can't do nothing right. So why, if I don't talk to my friends like that, then why am I talking to myself like that? 
You know what I mean? I'm going to be over here pouring encouragement into my friend. I'm going to be like, girl, you're the baddest bitch that ever tried to do anything. You take the lesson. You got this. So why am I not doing that for me? You see what I'm saying? Exactly. I don't remember the last time I called myself a dumb bitch, if we're being honest. And I feel good about that. Because I'm not a dumb bitch. Chuck these deadlines. Chuck these deadlines in the fucking bucket. Like, because, again, ask yourself, if you set in deadlines for yourself, cool. If they're realistic, fine. But ask yourself, who the fuck checking you on these deadlines, right? You're not in class. Your professor ain't gonna fucking fail you if you don't meet the shit. Like, leave room for adjustment, okay? Leave room for adjustment. Also, and this is my personal ideology right now, and this is after a long time of being like, no, I need to do this by this time. I would rather live my life aiming for how I want to feel, at certain periods of my life versus what I want to do. Yeah. Right. Like I already wrote my affirmation. I remember in August, it was like August 9th. I went to my notes and I wrote a journal entry for August 9th, 2022. And I wrote it in present tense. And I said, I feel amazing. I am so in love with myself. Like I were writing in present tense, like life was fucking great. Mind you, when I were writing it, I was depressed. I was crying. Like I was depression. It's so ghetto. It does. It's so fucking awful. But I I literally spoke that over myself because I was like, I'm so tired of saying I want Masha to make ten thousand dollars next year. I want yeah. this. I wanna and don't get me wrong, I still want those goals, but I'm so tired of my life being centered on those material yeah. goals. Like, okay, Masha could make ten thousand dollars tomorrow and I gonna still feel like shit. So mm. how about I make this goal? I want to like myself. Like <laughs> literally that's the and and here's the thing right when you feel that good that's when the ten thousand dollars comes when you feel that good you're able to actually make those things happen because you're attracting that energy when you feel like shit and you're focusing on what you want you're gonna actually attract attract what you don't want because your vibration is low but when you raise your frequency and you really just enjoy the juiciness of life when you could be let me tell you a little story i will never forget this this was sometime probably last summer. I had a doctor's appointment. I had to go. It was a follow-up with my podiatrist. I went to the appointment on the wrong day. My appointment was Wednesday and I thought it was Tuesday. And I ha- my, I got up, I got dressed. I did all this stuff. I went till downtown to the doctor only to find out that my appointment was the following day. A year prior, I would have been so angry at myself. I would have cussed. I would have carried on. I would have went out with the most. I was like, damn, okay. And on my walk back, I happened to notice the flowers in the park. I noticed little subtle things, but just being able to be in the moment and notice something. That phrase, stop and smell the flowers is so legit. Just the fact that I was able to just not be pressed about something so simple. Like when you have that kind of energy for yourself, you're going to attract those things. It's going to be so much easier to make that 10K for Masha because making the earrings is not going to feel daunting. Your, your fingers ain't going to be blistered and shit. You know what I mean? You're going to breathe through a fuck. Your, creati- your creativity going to be flowing and popping. So you're going to end up like pumping out so many pairs of earrings that you didn't even think. You're going to end up coming up with all kind of cooler like accessories to add to the earrings and all that shit the emotion is what's missing from it all and And that's why that's why i am not making a single fucking pair of earrings right now like i gonna be real with y'all i haven't touched 
shit in like um, I mean I did you know my little pop-up sale but I haven't because I was like this don't feel good and mm-hmm. I've been trying to honor that about myself like this fuck don't feel good why am I forcing myself yeah. to do it like when you try to be productive against your like natural emotions and what you feeling like nothing good comes of it like, yeah and it takes longer because you make mistakes and then you got to yeah. clean up those mistakes and like I don't regret going to grad school but I went to grad school out of obligation out of feeling like well this is what everybody else doing mm. and I was miserable the whole fucking time and I was just like well when oh. I get this master's everything gonna be great but nothing was great I just had a master's and more debt like yeah like who gives Damn. a fuck <laughs> I'm so glad we're having this conversation. I am so glad. Listen, if you are listening to this and you're currently pursuing a graduate degree and you've been considering dropping out and you feel like dropping out is going to make you feel okay, this is the fucking sign. Drop the fuck out. out. Fuck who gives a fuck because you know who is sitting in that classroom every day is you fuck them people who gonna have something to say about you being a fucking grad school dropout. Really want to marry that man? Don't marry. (laughs) Do not marry that motherfucker. if you in a long-term relationship and you don't see nothing happening out of that, but you've been with that person for forever, break up with them. If I you promise are, you, you go, you're not going to regret it. I can confidently a, say. Yeah. If, if you have a small business and it doesn't bring you joy anymore and it's just been a lot of work and you feel like you're going to disappoint everybody. If you quit, quit the fuck. Like it's yours. It's if yours. your job is not making your soul smile, it's not making you happy. Quit the fuck. Yeah. 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 Don't. And we're not telling, yeah, pay we rent, got bills to pay, you know. Pay your rent. Okay. But, you know, <laughs> rent says we don't want to be homeless. But no, yeah, like, no. this is this is the whole purpose <clears throat> of this podcast. Like, it's not just, oh, good up in terms of, like, body good up, face good up, everybody look good. Like, I genuinely <laughs> want the people who listen to it's this not? podcast. <laughs> I mean, it's that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Like, I'm kidding. my makeup for no reason. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> It is. It is. But I want people to feel good about themselves. Like, I want Ayo to be, like, thinking about all these different conversations in context of, like, your own life. Like, yes. do I have generational trauma? Is that something I need to check? Like, do I have unrealistic expectations for myself? Is that something I need to check? Like, mm-hmm. bitch, yeah, you driving to walk and you expecting to have a good day today. If we cause you to sit in a car for a little while longer in the parking lot, bitch, I did my job. Period. We, the assignment was understood and done, and and it is what it is. We did what we came here to do. And the good news is we are right at our time, so we ain't going to drag you anymore. We don't. <laughs> but before we go, I want to thank Diamond. Diamond, we we definitely need to bring you back on for Absolutely. more episodes in the future. Yes. Like, good up, good up. We love having you here. I love being here. Thank you for the transparency. Yes. I mean, you know, that's you how know. I live my life. I'm not like, a yeah. Everybody who don't <laughs> to talk about shit they don't really want to talk about, they're just... Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> who would have thought I would have been telling the world that I'm not, like, you know, feeling my best. That's why that's I've so been funny. isolating myself. Because, like, I've, like yeah. for example, like, I've been in Atlanta for a month now, and I think only two people know that I live here. I haven't even yeah. told my friends, and, like, my dad doesn't even know I'm here yet. Like, I'm not... I, I just, I don't like to admit that. I don't like to share that ugh, energy with people. So I'm like, yeah. you know. As long as you're healing it, you don't have to heal yep. it by yourself. You have, right. you know, community. And I'm going to tell you, just like I told one of my other friends who's also a life path one, that just because you're capable of doing it by yourself doesn't mean you have to do it by yourself. Right. Yep. The people my in your life time, are. Gosh. My FaceTime may never stop walking. 
Exactly. I mean, you know, it's true. It's true. But I'm, so, I know I'm getting there. I will be there. And just, you know, it is what it is. This is life. At the end of the day, true. this is it's life. It's part of life. It just, yeah. It's just part of life. Yeah. That's all it is. Well, oh. thank you for being here and for sharing. And we appreciate you, girl. Making an episode what it was. Um, before we leave, I do want to do some quick housekeeping, though. If this episode resonated with you in any way, if you've listened to any of our episodes and you get something from them, like leave a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. Like for those Please. of you who don't know, the more ratings and reviews we get, the easier it is for us to go up on the podcast charts and to chart in general. Yeah. Um, and for other people to get this kind of content, you know what exactly, I mean? Exactly. And if you Black want to content. do a little bit more, you know, if you want to commit a little bit, I will say for less than a cup of coffee, bitch, you can sign up to be a patron of the Good Up Podcast. You can go to patreon.com slash good up podcast. Our yes. lowest tier is $3 a month bitch you don't spend more on disney plus and they update that fucking at least a week so you could definitely sign up for patreon but be honest, <laughs> on disney plus. <laughs> please sign is, up for our patreon it would imagine us- imagine you watching black is king and then you got a notification like good up just posted the episode a week early with a bow that's like, true our that's our true. patrons listen to this episode you're listening to now last week they heard it already and they receive access to the full video of the episode so they could see diamonds go up beat for the yeah because she looks so good y'all like she looks so oh my good. god thank you i feel like a pageant queen oh my god yeah. i gotta save my 300 pennies so i could become a patron <laughs> not the 300 pennies <laughs> we appreciate listen first of all we appreciate our existing patrons we our patrons and we appreciate y'all. our new coming patrons because we're putting it out there we got some new patrons coming in and we're grateful we for do. y'all we are and y'all gonna to love the video content patrons, okay yeah y'all gonna love the video content the mm-hmm. facial expressions are everything the early access first of all i also want to just take a moment to shout out everybody who's been hitting our dms to tell us how the episodes have been hitting for them thank you guys so much for the support for listening for actually contributing to the conversation because these conversations continue online and it's because of y'all it's because y'all the wake up and tag us like i love y'all so much y'all like, been participating in the question threads on th- on twitter y'all been answering the questions on instagram like y'all are doing what you need to do and we appreciate, we appreciate the engagement y'all. we appreciate the love so shout out to y'all for that shout out to west gyal also known as anonymous <sighs> west gyal we have actually oh partnered dearest. with west gyal this season so they are leading conversations on Facebook about each of our episodes every week. So if you spot one of our videos on their page, make sure to comment and engage with them as well. So West Y'all, we love you so much. We love you, you so are much. an honorary good up host because we love you bad. And when you're ready to she not really be anonymous, is. we want the exclusive. Um, well, listen, we will look for voice distorting software yeah. if you want. <laughs> voice, voice distortion. You could be video off. We just we just want you on the podcast. We have to do like on documentaries, you know, like on yeah. talk shows when the person wants when they'll to be like, <laughs> yeah, I shot him in the face. <laughs> I shot him in the face, but it's all good. <laughs> Diamond, tell the people them where they can find you. Oh, so you can find me on Instagram at Noir Diamonds. Noir is spelled N-O-I-R-E. Don't forget the E because that's what makes it feminine. Um, but I do pl- I'm planning to release a um, new version of my self-care challenges. Y'all know every couple months, maybe like once a season or like 
you know, a couple of times a year, I do come out with a self-care challenge. So I have a version that's coming out that is, um, hey, I was supposed to be one of my beta testers, but you know, her life is so busy. Oh my God. But yeah, um, she, she pussy popping for her husband and she shit. She pussy popping hey. for her husband, girl. <laughs> but I, <laughs> everything will go until I bitch crush into my card, man. I'm going to try again. I'm going to try. I know, I oh, get girl, it. No, it's yeah. fine. But I am releasing a new version of my self-care challenge. It's coming up. Um, the goal is always to diversify what your idea of self-care is. So expect to see that soon if you're following me. Um, I just want to like put it out into the ether and let the girls know because the content is there. Everything is there. I just need to put it out. And I know it's going to be well-received, but I just don't want to be a fraud and be doing a self-care challenge for y'all while I struggle to take care of myself. So Sissy. expect it soon and it's going to be lit. That's all I wanted to share. Oh I my God. I are, can't wait you're for honoring it. yourself right now by just pulling back and taking your yeah. time and doing what you need to do. That's, That's such a blessing. Wrong. That's such a That's blessing. Okay. Shout out to that girl. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. We are going to see you guys right back here next Tuesday. Don't forget to use hashtag good up Tuesday on social media and tag us. If you're listening to this episode, we love IO. But shout out to the good up audience, the good up people them who to listen, body good up, even though you had a picnic or not, bitch, you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, Deidre Tele people them. Bye. Bye. Good Up is hosted and produced by Deidre Ritter and Hey Isaac Quinones Ivory and is a proud member of the Kicking It family. Find us on all social media platforms at Good Up Pod. Use hashtag GoodUpTuesday to continue the conversation and get access to exclusive bonus content at patreon.com slash gooduppodcast.